0: Wait to hear myself talk. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. So we're going back to Hebrews, and we're going on to our third little session on Hebrews. So Paul did the first two, um, an introductory bit. And then last time it was the supremacy of Christ. So, this is where the rubber hits the road today, I think. And I'm going to be reading from Hebrews 2 5 to 18, and I've titled this message The Perfect Salvation Pioneer. When you think of pioneers, who do you think of? I mean, I'm a a railway man, so I think of Brunel, Telford, Stevenson, and the rocket. Um, You might think about Alexander Graham Bell and the telephone, or Alexander Fleming and penicillin that he stumbled across, and it's been quite useful. Um, Who remembers Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landing on the moon, walking on the moon? It was brilliant, wasn't it? Fantastic. Well, I know a man who trumps all of those as the perfect salvation pioneer. Most of these messages that I've heard have three parts to it, so I've put three on mine today. Um, The past, so we look a bit at the past, the present, and to keep the P's going, we won't call it future, we'll call it pending If you've got your Bibles dotted around those blue things, you can go to those. Um, So we're in Hebrews, so that's New Testament, sort towards the back. And um, I'll start reading Hebrews 2 from verse 5 in the ESV. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him. You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. So let's have our first point about the past. and. Here we've just heard part of the Old Testament in the new, and in the form of the Psalms. Psalms were 100, about 100 well they were exactly 150 poems, and they expressed a wide variety of emotions written sometime between the 15th century BC. and the 13th century BC. And in Hebrews two, verses six to eight. This is a, a, a lift from Psalm 8, one of my favorite psalms. Um, Who remembers Stuart Townend? Lord, how majestic you are. Lord, how majestic you are. Could sing this. When I think of your heavens, the work of your fingers, what is man that you are mindful of him, yet you have crowned him with glory and caused him to reign. I don't know whether I should have favorite psalms, really. I think God convicted me a little bit and said, what about the rest of the Bible? But anyway. Uh, Angels get another mention here. The the New King James Version headlines this, the sun made lower than angels. Uh, Paul, that's Paul Williams, not the Apostle Paul, uh, He's spoken about, he spoke about angels a couple of times in his first two preaches, so I'm not going to dwell on that too much. What I would say is God didn't put the angels in charge of the business of salvation. That, long belong, that job belongs to Jesus, and he just wants us to join him and become lords of the age to come. A little bit further down in verses 12 and 13, there's another bit from Psalm 22 linked to Jesus' death and resurrection. And then a little bit further again, a little bit from Isaiah, got his name wrong, Isaiah, the prophet. one One of my favorites, Isaiah. What a clever man. Saying, the children who the Lord has given me and then, of course, in chapter 9, after that, in chapter 8, he said, for unto us, unto us a child is born. And that was eight year, 800 years before we had Jesus. So, clever man, excited that it happens. Let's move on to the, to the present day. So this is point number two, if you're making notes. Um, I've got to carry on reading from... Verse 10 in Hebrews 2, and it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children of God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all of those through fear of death subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not the angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham, us lot. Therefore, Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make protipiation, struggling with that one, but I've got it, or atonement for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are also being tempted let's just remind ourselves of some of the things that Jesus went through would you want any of these on your CV as a child he was from a, a teenage pregnancy Herod tried to bump him off slaughtering all the, 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 the boys in, uh, in Bethlehem He was a refugee for many years. He was a hard-working carpenter, stroke tradesman. Good on him. Helping to support his brothers and his mother. After his baptism, he was tempted by the devil, but the devil was not successful. And that got me thinking about baptism as well, and and I'm delighted that my friend Jeff's here today, and he he baptized. Ties baptized me many years ago um, when we were in Winchester together, so bless you. <laughs> During his ministry, the, uh, a religious crowd, didn't realize this until I read it in the, in the Bible, a religious crowd tried to throw Jesus off a cliff. Do you remember that? It was in Luke 4 and reading from verse 28, When they heard these things, all in the synagogue, in the synagogue even, were filled with wrath. And they rose up, drove him out of town, and brought him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built, so they could throw him down a cliff. But, passing through their midst, he went away. Now you see him, now you don't. Um, Later on, they tried to stone him. In John 8 and verse 59, they picked up stones to throw at him, but he hid himself and went out of the temple. In the end, one of his own 12 disciples, Judas, grasped him up and he was arrested on a false charge. He was forsaken by his friends, beaten, crucified, But this was all part of God's plan for Jesus to die as the substitute sacrifice for the sins of the world. And then after his resurrection, that proved that even death couldn't destroy Jesus and that he was the perfect salvation pioneer. So Jesus had started off slightly lower than the angels, but after his death and resurrection... He was much higher than them and this is what the jews had a problem with that which is why i think there's quite a lot of this written in hebrews for their benefit now in a number of verses we've read that jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers Uh, the greek word adelphoi can mean brothers or sisters so jesus it's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters, so you girls are not getting away with it. But are we ashamed to call ourselves Christians? I've certainly on occasions, I've tried to hide away from it when I could have been a bit more transparent. Having such a relationship with God can be difficult to handle, but it's true. If you're trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, then you're a child of God. And there's that song, isn't there, which, again, I'm not going to sing, but I've lifted a few words out. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. Romans eight twenty nine tells us, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the first among first might be the firstborn among many brothers. It's the brothers that's important, isn't it? <clears throat> Let's also remember ourselves that. Um, Jesus made the devil powerless. I'm no longer a slave to fear. He's he's, he's freed us from slavery. He's come to our help. He comes to our help when we're tempted. He's been there, seen it, done it, got the T-shirt. But Satan still tries to trip us up, doesn't he? He's always trying to tempt us. John 8, 44 reminds us that The devil was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out his own character for he is a liar and the father of liars. But we're still free to serve the Lord and all that he freely gives to us. Satan can't get to Christ, but he still gets to us. I suppose we are his weakest link. We're the offspring of Abraham and Jesus helps us. God works at a different speed as well with all of us. We're all work in progress. Um, he's a bit further up the train, chain with some of them, but his timing is perfect. The third point, pending or sometime in the future, we do not yet see the world to come. So we've seen glimpses of it, but we haven't seen all of it. God sees it perfectly as he is outside of time and knows the end from the beginning. So unlike me, where I have to record the football the night before, and then somebody gives me the result so I don't need to watch it. He, he, he knows the result already. Not all, the present, not all at present are sub, subject to him. Nothing's been excluded, but we don't yet see all of it yet. A bit like, bit like the jigsaw puzzle where all the pieces are out and some are in position, but a lot of them aren't. God's plan is still to be fulfilled. God's people... Us, we will inherit the earth, and they will and will reign in the Lord. Two Timothy, again, two Timothy two verse eleven reminds us: when we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, he will also reign. We will also reign with him. Have we accepted? Jesus is our Lord and Saviour. I know most of us have, but I know we've we've got a few friends here today that, that may not have. It's well worth doing. Let's let's think about it. Let's let's pray for you and, and get you further along that that route to to be with the Lord and Savior. So kind of summing up, the angels are not the heroes. Jesus is. We're not the heroes. Jesus is. And it's for that reason that we've been created, saved, and sanctified by Jesus, so that we might be glorified. And that's Romans 8.30. Now, don't let the devil, the world, or the weakness of our flesh tell you anything different. And let's be confident that who God has chosen he was going to glorify I've tried to summarise, summarise all that in a short poem which I'll read to you ironically I've called it the perfect salvation pioneer it goes something like this starting life with angels ahead of him was God's son Jesus then suffered death for everyone. For God did not expect the angels to save. That job was Jesus with us becoming lords of the age. So Jesus died and rose again, bringing many sons to glory, the lamb who was slain. He sanctifies and he's not ashamed of you and me. He has destroyed the devil to put an end to slavery. So we are like his brothers in every way. And he becomes a high priest for us today. He has been there and sorted it out complete. The perfect salvation pioneer, the man we look forward to meet. And Before I pray, I think... Do the band want to come up? Where are they? Gordon's here. (laughs) Oh, there's Carl. Excellent. Within within that lot, I think there were a few points that, that God raised with me that people might need some prayer for. Um... Initially, we started talking about a pioneer. Um, Do you think any of you have got God wanting you to be the next pioneer? Not with the railways and the telephone or anything like that, but for him. Um, You know, many many years ago, Jill and I were pioneers to come down to Wimborne. And Jeff and Angela were pioneers to go to Bridport. Um, He might be rattling your cage now saying, is it time for us to to move on for him? Uh, Baptisms, we've actually got a baptism on Sunday the 18th of September. That's right, isn't it? Yep. So, if you haven't been baptized already, what about it? Jesus thinks it's quite important because he was baptized himself. And I don't know, maybe he didn't need to, but he did it anyway. So to me, that was good enough. That was why I had it done all those years ago. And if you haven't had it done, what about it? Come and talk to me about it. Or come and talk to Dale about it. If you haven't already given your life to the Lord, Lord, come and talk to us about that. Um, I think what he said to me was, I've got to be more serious. I haven't got to have favorite bits in the Bible. I've got to know all of it. Um, are we ashamed to call ourselves a Christian? And that, that word I brought a few weeks back about having fishing nets. Have we got a fishing net ready to go and catch people that are swimming and lost I think anybody, any, also anybody that's sick at the moment. I think I'd like. I think you need to be prayed for to 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 get that. And Nick mentioned prophecy as well. Um, if you want to, if you want, if you want to hear more from God, let's let's press into that. And and it was great to have so many prophetic words for Aaron and Louie. And um, yeah, keep it going. Apart from that. There's not a lot really, I'm, Yeah. So should we worship? Yeah.